0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Mishael Sasharim in English. We are concluding today chapter 11, the largest parak in, largest chapter of Mishael Sasharim, which is the trade of Nikias. And um, we've discussed so many things, we discussed um, particulars about eating, particulars about speaking, particulars about um, stealing money, <clears throat> really a lengthy chapter. Now the Ramchal is going to close it. So it's going to close it also with things that, again, I'm talking about meticulous observance of Shabbos and Yom Tith. This is also a major challenge because there's so many laws and they are very numerous. And so did Chazal say there are many laws concerning Shabbos? In fact, it's really important. Even the rabbinic matters, things that are rabbinic. I mean, they're not written in the Torah, but but Chazal added them as safeguards for us, just because they have to be more careful. And they felt that Kal may slip in these things and it's just an added protection. So even though they originate from the sages and not from the Torah, they are fundamentally important and we should not take them lightly. We should not, not say, oh, it's only the and it's not so bad. You should understand that it's going to bring down here. There was a tremendous argument in um, the of Migdash about smicha for a karban because when you do smicha, it's us, it's, it's a meaning it was added on as a drabbanan. And um, the Torah commands that one brings an animal offering to the base of Migdush, the owner should lay his hands on it and lean on it. The ritual is called smicha. Nevertheless, there were Talmudic sages who held that although certain private offerings may be brought on Yomtev, smicha may not be performed due to the rabbinic prohibition against resting one's weight on a living animal on Shabbos. So the dispute of smicha was permitted on Yomtev occupied the greatest stages of Israel for five successive generations. You see that Klai Yisrael spent a long time debating whether you should do smicha or not do smicha when you were allowed to bring a carpet on, Shabbos, on Yom Tif or on Shabbos. So or on Yom Tif, I think, there's only time to bring to on Yom Tif. So you see, it's not something we could just take lightly. Now understand the details and the laws of Shabbos are, and all their ramifications can be clarified by the the decisors in their books. There are many great books on Shabbos. Personally, I like Rabbi Riviak I also like the, you know, there's a Mishnah Brewer that's focused just on, on Shabbos. It's like a 10-volume set. Really, really good. And all these things are very important, and you need to be, in regarding them, you need to be very meticulous. You need to learn them. Now, what is difficult for the masses to observe among the laws of Shabbos is refraining from occupying themselves with business matters, and from discussing their business dealings. However, there's when we're at, we're talking at the meal, we're talking in shul. How was your week? Oh, it was good. Busy? Yeah, we're busy. We did a lot of sales, whatever. Can't talk about that on Shabbos. You're not allowed to. Can't talk about business. It says it clearly in the words of the prophet. If you proclaim the Shabbos a delight and the holy day of Hashem honored, and you honor it by not engaging in your own affairs from seeking your own needs or discussing the forbidden, that you will delight in Hashem, etc., so you can't talk about it. And the and the Ramkhal is going to give a general rule. The general rule is that with regarding anything that one is prohibited to actually do on Shabbos, you are also prohibited to talk about it and to endeavor about it or even mention it. For this reason, the sage is prohibited inspecting one's possessions on Shabbos to ascertain what will what work they will require the next day. In other words, you can't go ahead and start making plans. Go walk to your storehouse or whatever it is and say, hmm, okay, I need to produce X amount to cover whatever I need to cover. You can't think about these things. You can't go and walk through those things on Shabbos. I don't know about thinking. Thinking about these things, maybe you're, you're, it's not an isser, but certainly talking about these things. Anything that's usher to do on Shabbos is ushered to talk about on Shabbos. It's very hard to to, uh, to, to to abstain from that, but yet it says it in the Torah. It must be done. Um, what else? Oh, and for this, right, and then you can't, it's also forbidden to walk to the gates of the city towards the end of Shabbos, because you know, you're allowed to walk on Shabbos, but if you're walking to walk to the end of the gates on Shabbos to facilitate leaving the city at night or to visit the end of Shabbos at a bathhouse, that's also prohibited, because you're doing things for the weekday, you're doing. You're preparing yourself on Shabbos, even though walking is not usser Not forbidden, but if you're doing it to prepare yourself, then of course it's forbidden. You're also not allowed to tell, you're not allowed to say, I will do such and such a thing tomorrow if the activities are on Shabbos, or you can say, tomorrow purchase such and such a merchandise and similar statements. So Nikias demands very meticulous observance of these seemingly what we call minor laws, along with other laws of Shabbos and So now the Ramchal is going to put his conclusion in Nikias. Um, Oh, actually not. He's going to... Yeah, so he's going to... Actually, no, we're not at the end. I'm sorry, I thought we were at the end. But this is the end of what he's going to say. Until now, I've discussed in regard a few mitzvahs, focusing on the details in which we already generally stumble. But from these examples, we can derive how to apply the concept of Nikias to the rest of the Torah prohibition. For there is no prohibition that the Torah has that is too numerous or severe, there's no reason that the Torah does not have numerous, I'm sorry, there's no prohibition of the that doesn't have n- uh, uh, numerous offshoots. Ramchal is bringing the point right now that I've only discussed right now. Um, that what we discussed now, all these different things in the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 podcasts, that's just samples of what we, as a nation or as general populace, struggle with as a whole, and they're easy for to stumble. But know that every—he's giving you a rule that every mitzvah and every law in the Torah, every commandment and prohibition in the Torah, has all these meticulous thought processes, and you need to think about them. And if you want to be a naki, you have to clear yourself of all of these things. It's very important. As the Satan is blessed in memory, I've already stated regarding the verse, your teeth are like a flack of ooze. Why are the worries of Israel compared to a flack of ooze? Because just as an oo is modest, ewe, its tails cover its private parts, so too were the worries of Israel's modest and principle in principle during the War of Median. They did not succumb to temptation and promiscuous Median women. Now when said further in the name of Acha, we can infer. That these warriors, they were so righteous that they even that they that they wore their tefillin properly, because if they didn't wear their tefillin properly, then Moshe would not have praised them, would not have emer- and and we would not have a wor- emerged from the battle of Median successful. So you see, it, and that means that even the someone who speaks, listen to this: someone who speaks between Yishtabach and Yitzhar, r that's an avera, and he would not be able to go to battle for Kali Yisrael because he has an avera in his hands, and that. Might cause them to be to subject to death. So, and 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 and, and so that means before Claudio used to go to battle, they used to say three things. Number one is who just got married in the first year, they would send them home. Number two, just bought a house in the first year, they would send them home. Number three, whoever has sins and avarice, they would also send them home. Why? Because they had sins. You know, they had sins. They didn't want to lose the battle. So this concludes all the. Um, the Prohibitions and Commandments, I think the next podcast we're going to go through now all the character traits and things like that. See you next time.